friends, and welcome to Friday morning, Friday day, April the 1st, 2022, and to today's episode of Enough for Today. Thanks for joining me. Um, I am looking forward to a great weekend, and I hope you'll join us. We are uh, going to continue John on Sunday morning. We're starting John 3, great passage. Um, in fact, as soon as I'm done recording here, I'm going to dive most of the day into uh, sermon prep in John 3. I'm very looking, very much looking forward to that. And then uh, we welcome uh, B.J. Ugrass, the uh, Bluegrass Ensemble team from Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina. They'll be with us all day, but then conducting especially a night of worship at Emmanuel with our worship team on Sunday night at 6. So it's going to be a great day. I hope you'll join us all day long. Uh, we are ramping up for Easter. We're wrapping up groups um, and getting ready for the next quarter of groups. A lot of good things are in motion and God is uh, at work in such wonderful ways at Emmanuel. And if you're not local to us, uh, thank you for joining us from a distance. You can find all of this on the live stream and in the archive. And uh, we just enjoy, we're thankful that you would grow along with us. We're in Psalm 39. <clears throat> you can tell my voice is still on edge a little bit, but every day I'm waking up with a little better energy. I'm uh, finishing up a round of steroids and should be good to go for Sunday. So thanks for indulging the... Uh, you know, you can, you can tell I'm a little congested. We are in a rich and a deep and a wonderful psalm. Um, and today it takes even a, a, be- a more beautiful step. Let me ask you a question before we read. When life brings you into a dark place of soul, do you turn towards despair or towards design? Uh, this is the question that is coming to the surface in my mind as I'm coming to the place where we are in this psalm. David has entered a very dark place. We don't know all the circumstances surrounding it. We can see in his wording that it's, it's, it's got multiple implications from multiple directions coming at him. But the essence of it is that he's understanding, he's coming to terms with the real futility of life. Okay, So what does he do with that futility, that vanity? You either go to despair where, you know, oh, well, I'm not going to care about anything. Uh, and maybe suicidal tendency, you know, why should I live? Um, or, or moping through every day, or, which is a downward spiral, or you take an upward trajectory towards design. In other words, um, it seems futile, it seems vain, it seems temporal and fragile and fluid and unpredictable, but I know there's a designer, and I know I belong to him, he's my redeemer. He's my faithful father and friend and savior. And so in his design, though it's temporary, it's not futile. Uh, Though it's short-lived, it's certainly not vain. Though the material world uh, comes and goes and ebbs and flows, circumstantially, I'm going to face ups and downs. All of it has a design and a purpose. And so... This drives us, if we let it, it will drive us upward to our Creator uh, with new hope and restored vision. And we've all been here, we'll all be here. We'll all go through these dark tunnels or storms or darkness, seasons of soul that are just dark. They're unexplainably dark. Sometimes we can look at circumstances or decisions we've made or, or you know, tragedies or loss, and we can explain our our. our feeling of depression or despair, but sometimes it's unexplainable. Sometimes there are no direct lines 
to any causes. Sometimes it's weather. Um, <clears throat> but David says in verses 1 and 2, I'm going to take heed to my ways. I'm not going to open my mouth. So on one hand, he wants to guard that he doesn't say the wrong thing and sin uh, before the wicked. He doesn't want to tarnish the testimony of his God. So, But on the other hand, that's, that's not a good answer. We've talked about this because he just decides to stuff and hold in all these emotions, which then in verse 3 become hot within him, he says. He, <clears throat> he's musing, and this is just boiling up. It's burning up like, sim- like a simmering kettle within him. So the idea of just stuffing our emotions and our feelings generally doesn't go well. So then he says, um, while his sorrow was stirred, verse 3, his heart was hot, verse 4, the end of verse 3, then spake I with my tongue. So then he finally decides to speak, but he decides to speak to God, which we talked about yesterday is, is the practice, right? Lord, make me to know mine end and the measure of my days. What is it or what it is that I may know how frail I am? Behold, thou hast made my days as in handbreadth, tip of the finger to the tip of the thumb, and mine ages as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state is altogether vanity. Selah. Selah is a pause. It's a wait. It's a resting. It's a listening. Okay? And so what David is saying is, God, not end my life, but help me to understand. Make me to know. Is give me the right perspective. I want to understand this brevity of life, this fluidity, this fragility. I want to understand this um, temporal nature and why it seems so um, futile, so vain. In, by human calculations, God, this all just seems vain. Every man at his best state is altogether vanity. If I'm healthy and wealthy and wise and everything's coming together for me, it's still vain. So God, I need your understanding. Do you see the brilliance of this? Because it's not vain, but it seems vain. It's not futile. But in this moment, it sure seems like it, okay? In your darkness of soul, nothing seems to have meaning or nothing seems to matter. You wonder, you lose the energy to care. If you lose the energy to care about things that God cares about, then you're right there. You're right where David was, okay? And what's the solution? What's the antidote for this? He goes to God and he says, God, I'm in a bad place. I don't want to say or do the wrong thing. But I can't just contain this within me because it's eating me. It's boiling up. It's burning up within me. And if I spout it, fume it, vent it, I'm going to do damage. So God, I'm coming to you and I need you to help me know and understand what it is I'm going through. And then he waits. Selah. Look at verse 6. Surely every man walketh in a vain show. Oh, there's so much in that phrase. He's talking about the cultural narratives He's talking about the cultural competitiveness and comparisons and and getting ahead. He's talking about our striving for identity, a sense of value, a sense of purpose, a sense of significance, a sense of being loved and uh, and validated, um, achieved, accomplished. Um, And in in our best state, we're walking in a vain show. It's it's all temporary. He's looking at the utter... A house of cardsness of it. I, I take metaphors and I make them, mash them together in words like that. I'm sorry. Um, he's looking at the utter thin ice of it. It's just going to collapse. It's all losable. It's all fragile. It's all fake. It's all temporary. It's not substantive. 
There's got to be more to this, he's saying, okay? Every man, surely every man walketh in a vain show. Surely they are, now this word disquieted, they are disquieted in vain. The word is to, to make noise, to be tumultuous. You know, never in our, in, our, in our American culture or global culture have we had so much noise everywhere you turn. I mean, there's no quiet anymore. There's no quiet space in our lives. We've got these phones that we take with us everywhere, these smartphones, and there's always videos to watch and social media feeds to read, and there's always notifications to respond to. It's incessant, and, and so is, it, it's, it's, a, it's a microcosm of our whole lives. Noise, 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 disquieting, tumultuous, chaotic, unsettled. We're panting, we're thirsting after more. And he says it's vain. The way we walk, the way we try to achieve our identities, the way we buy into cultures, temporal lies, materialistic uh, idolatry, it's all vain. It's a vain show. The noise is in vain. Look at the next phrase. He heapeth up riches, okay? Wealth, achievement, security, material, success, and knoweth not who shall gather them. Uh, we forget how temporary life is. We save and save and plan and try to barricade ourselves in and secure our futures. And, and, and it's all good. And it's all going to go to somebody else. We have no idea who's going to end up with these resources. We give our lives to lords that end up betraying us. They end up falling through. And he's reckoning with this. He's seeing this. And it's discouraging. He heapeth up riches and, no, and knoweth not who shall gather them. Look at verse 7. And now, Lord, what wait I for? Uh, the wait is, is, is to hope for or to look for. So David is asking a very deep question here. There's a component to it that's almost, why should I go on? What is there to look forward to? What am I waiting for? And here's where he lands. We'll park it here for today. My hope is in thee. Now, friend, between today and uh, Monday, I want you to do some deep exploration in your soul. Where is your true hope? Is it in the next degree, the next certification? Is it in the next uh, career step, promotion? Is it in that interview coming through? Is it in the next big purchase, the next home, the next... A big event of your life? Is it in uh, finding someone to date, finding someone to marry? Uh, is it in having children? Is it having family? Is it in um, achieving that next goal? And you're sure that next one is going to make you feel the way you hope to feel. It's going to fulfill. It's going to give you the security, the purpose, the validation that you're looking for. Where's your hope? Is it in the markets? Is it in um, your, your retirement schemes, your planning? Is it in the success that you have amassed or that you're chasing? Uh, is it in people around you that you are expecting to come through for you? Here's the deal. David realize, realizes in this psalm, and this is part of the darkness, there is no solid ground other than hoping in the Lord. Now that's a bad, it's a bad place at first to be because the realization is a sinking, uh, almost uh, 
it sucks the life out of you, kind of a, a gut punch. But just on the other side of that, it, it's like emerging into a whole new world of provision, security, meaning, validation, um, reality. And it is a kind of hope and a kind of fullness that um, you were chasing everywhere else, but you could never quite get to. But when, when, when you release that, lose yourself, Jesus said, to me and the gospel for my sake and the gospel, and you emerge into his care, suddenly you wonder why you ever looked the other way um, and you never, you never realized how wonderful he is. So David lands in a good place where we'll pick it up Monday. Um, now, Lord, what wait I for? My hope is in thee. The psalm stays dark. But aren't there some rays of light in it? Hey, happy Friday. Have a great weekend. See you Sunday. And if not, we'll be back Monday.